Prepare yourself for Dork Day Afternoon, a brand new actual play podcast. You performers! Oh, that's fun. The brainchild of two brothers, spawned from their desire to crush the fictional hopes and dreams of their friends and loved ones. You remember what I said about being a, a monster of a GM? Someone has to be a monster, and the GM's the one who probably should be. Two shows every week. On Mondays, coming to you from the end of the world, two past midnight, a Twilight 2000 4th edition campaign. As if being in prison wasn't stress enough. War is hell, gentlemen. And on Thursdays, the circus comes to town with Encore of the Lost, a playthrough of the Extinction Curse AP, written for Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Failure to know! What is it, Pumpkin? I'm looking at pumpkins! Roll for initiative. Natural 20 for a total of 24. 25. F*** you. (laughs) (laughs) Dork Day Afternoon. Listen, your life might just depend on it. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Kyle and Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 745. Our comics originally releasing June the 28th and June the 29th. Goodbye, June. We are almost out of here. But before Drew and I get to what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday and Wednesday. Drew, what all do we got in the wonderful world of geekiness and comics, including the end of Obi-Wan? Yes, what a what a cool end that was at least for me uh, i've i've heard people say other things but i i i enjoyed it a lot so it was a wonderful six episodes i hope because we've got that time between now and when new hope happens i hope we get a couple more seasons out i think it'll be fun it was super good i love the characters i love the the prequels feel and kind of gives some extra love to those fills in some wonderful gaps and some neat things i simply wanted I wanted another big. I wanted more big moments. I just didn't get the big moments in it that I wanted. You wanted Afra and the the murder droids. I wanted something. I wanted yeah. to see yep. something that I wasn't expecting. And every single thing we got, I expected. So like, I mean, it just kind of was matter of fact. I I wanted the big moment. Like I got. I got the big moment with all the Mandalorian. I got the big moment with all that stuff. I did not get a big moment here. And I just thought, well, that sucks. But all in all, really, really liked it. Thought it was super well done. We did get um, Inquisitors. We hadn't had them before. Again, if, you, if you're if you in other worlds of things, you've seen tons of the Inquisitors and their old hand. Right. But like, like so you were talking about the Ahsoka reveal was cool in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. but you had already seen her for seasons and seasons correct, in a little cartoon correct. show that you like to watch. Yes, indeed. But seeing her live action was very cool. So see, Again, not as much for the Inquisitors, though. I, see, I, I think you're being too harsh. Ahsoka is a main character. That is Anakin's Padawan. It's a giant thing. Inquisitors are tertiary bad guys at best. Darth's right hand right there. They're right really? there. What, happ- what happens to them in the end? What happens? And also, you do realize Darth Vader hates them with a passion. He uh, hates I, the Inquisitors. It's hard to read him. That's true. <laughs> he's, <laughs> very true. He's, he's tough to pin down. I'm not sure. Uh, hey, um, we may or may not be recording next week with the 4th of July holiday and everything. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give everyone a, a heads up. You've been hearing the ads leading up to this. But on July 4th, Kyle is spinning off two new podcasts. Um, yes, I, he, I've been I, moonlighting. I um I didn't get my invitation, so <laughs> I guess I know what that means. So he's 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 not leaving the show, but he's going to be. Well, he kind of is, 
<laughs> he's also got a vacation <laughs> plan. But um, he's got two new RPG podcasts coming on July 4th. They they both drop or just one? The first one drops. Uh, the first one drops. We get them coming out, on, I think, Monday and Thursday. Um as as two weekly drops of, of the two different shows I'm currently okay. on. You can go to dorkdayafternoon.com um to check it out. Um you've heard the 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 little tra- teaser trailer. Uh they also have a they're on Twitter at uh, at Dorkday Podcast if you want to check it out. Um explain the two uh role playing games that you're doing. So I'm playing a Pathfinder uh game that's based on Encore of the Lost, that's based on um Extinction Curse, which is a subset of that, where essentially you play a, a typical D and D character troop, but you are based out of a traveling circus. So what we're doing is based on a traveling circus. Of course, the moment I thought traveling circus, I immediately went, "Ooh, Nightwing," which is copyright, so I can't do that. So I created a roguish carrier character named Dick Silver Kid because I could <laughs> not go with Gray Sun. <laughs> so I, I have a, a, a roguish character I built off of that, and uh, I play that character through your typical D and D encounters and stuff, and try to build his characterization off of that. Um, he's a little bland, and then we mix in a second character because we needed a healer, so that we uh, we have a multiple personality healer that occasionally I've voiced as well. And then uh-huh. the other one is uh, Two Past Midnight, which is a, another tabletop game based on Twilight 2000, which is uh, a world in which uh, there is World War III hitting in approximately 1997, and we play uh, displaced military uh, military individuals stuck in, you know, Poland in the year 2000, in the spring of 2000, in this post-apocalyptic, post-World War III. And I play uh, a not-so-nice, fun character named Cole in that one, and... Uh, not having a whole lot of military background, but trying to fake it in this tabletop adventure where <laughs> things are radioactive and bullets are flying and all this. Uh, it's been quite a bit of fun to just get get in with some friends and uh, roll some dice and just kind of enjoy where things go. Get some of the uh, the creativity. Try to try to pull out some of my my acting and things. So it's been very very fun. And they do a wonderful job of editing it down into very easy to listen to episodes. Um, it is not um, safe for everybody. There are, is a lot of cursing in this as we play some uh, obnoxious characters as well. So since you're <laughs> used to Drew and myself being so clean cut, this one's a little more <laughs> yeah. on the yeah. PG-13 R rating on it uh, as well. But uh, it's something I've been very much enjoying and can't wait for uh, people to start getting on a weekly basis starting July 4th. Uh, how many how many people are involved in this? Uh, about half a dozen of them. So we've okay. got in the Extinction Curse, we've got, of course, the Dungeon Master, and then there's three of us that run around, and then we're 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 work, trying to work in a fourth as well. And then with uh, Twilight 2000, there's the Game Master and four of us, four individuals. So so four and one, five and the other, but hopefully five and one, five and the other. But when it's all meshes in together. So what's it like to uh, do you even notice it or, since you're playing the game? Do you even notice that you're really it's not really a podcast. So you're just kind of playing and in, in, in talking and just playing the game like you normally would. No, but it, I, I've i been trying to make myself do a little bit more RP, a little bit more role play in this. Try to try to cook up some of the more talky aspects of things. Gotcha. And the, 
the more characterization. Um, you know, we've recorded a couple flashback scenes and stuff, just trying to flesh out characters with, you know, just sitting down and playing with friends. You don't do as much, but just knowing that this is going to be a little bit more theatrical, just kind of ham up some of the, uh, uh okay. playing aspects of your character. And, uh, you know, even like in twilight 2000, I chose to be just like a, a not good person, like right. a, a hardcore guy, not your friendly neighborhood guy. Like I would be in typical games. I, I'm, I chose to go with something a little bit more hard edge, which I very much enjoyed, but just as a, a choice, I kind of made it. I was like, this could be very fun to do. It's not you because you're a lovely person. Correct. Sweet and wonderful. Yeah. And, and yeah. super easy to get along with. Right. So the glue up with your brother. <laughs> so yeah but so, yeah if you guys get a chance to check it out i'd really appreciate it cool first one drops on monday july 4th and then uh the other one drops on that thursday and then what's the cadence after that every monday and thursday every week fantastic so, because of my long vacation we've canned you know nine to ten episodes already of each one of each series so hopefully we can keep it oh, moving that'll be, that'll be great that'll be great looking forward to that and um so, yeah, so Kyle is not leaving the show. Um, it may seem like it, but he's not. He's just spreading his wings and doing some other fun stuff. So Still putting as much effort into this podcast as I always have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, take that for what it will. <laughs> yes, take that for what that could mean. Well, I am super excited because we got the DC catalog, and it's July's catalog for September. And right on the cusp, right on the cover, is something that got me excited. It's a five-page, a five-five-issue series called Batman and Robin by Mark Wade. And Batman I can't wait to get to it. Versus Robin. Oh, I didn't even see that part. You didn't see the big verses in the no, middle. No, I just that means these two are not getting along. In my head, I just saw Batman and Robin. Also, the dark giant tagline at the top is an epic battle of icons. So, uh, well, I'm less interested. No, no, from, from I'll, the still, I'll still read it. Uh, I mean, maybe I need to learn how to read. Uh, but before we get into Batman versus Robin, the first thing, of course, in DC's Connect is there the old Chip Zdarsky Batman. We see issue 127 here. Um, but DC is continuing with their one in 25 variant, their one in 50 variant, and this month will feature. The 30th anniversary of Harley Quinn. So we'll get a lot of 30th anniversary Harley Quinn covers here. Um, this one is no exception. We also get a super dope Delato wraparound variant for this 127. Um, so it is awesome. It's got uh, quite the injured Batman, but in a way that only Delato could do so good. That is pretty amazing. That is, that is a nice looking... Yeah, we've got methed out Batman with Jorge Menez on the A A cover, and then all kinds of options there. Looks pretty good too. Yeah. Down to that, we now get into our Batman versus Robin number one. Mark Wade, Muhammad Asrar, uh, doing the art on that one. We have, of course, a one in twenty-five variant, one in fifty variant, one in one hundred foil variant, the team trailer variant. Uh, and set one, two, three, at least four other variants. Okay. It's spinning so. out of the events of Batman Superman World's Finest, which I haven't read this week's issue yet. And, and Shadow War, which I finished. Yeah. 
Um, father and son will do battle in one of the single most earth-shattering tales ever told. Lazarus Island. Okay, we're going to do Ogul stuff. Um, all right. All right. Six bucks a piece. Ouch. Five issues. So Ouch. it's going to set you back 30 bucks to play this game. We got a dope Zatanna cover on a Batman and Robin book. That's odd. Interesting. And I don't know if I've read Mark Wade doing Batman. Um, so I'm curious how he handles a bat. Well, I mean, I guess world's finest counts, right? Yeah. Get a lot of uh, shenanigans. We get some it looks like interior art here. A lot of shenanigans in the Batcave with both the dinosaur and the giant penny. So uh, fun things there. Yeah, I'm zoomed in a little bit, and I'm still having trouble deciding what's going on there. Those those are covers, I think. It says art in oh. progress underneath them, so I'm unaware, but I'm taking it as internals. Interesting. Yeah. All right, and then the next one, The Duel of Duality, Batman, One Bad Day, Two-Face, number one. Um, Drew and I are usually pretty big fans of villain books in some mm-hmm. regards. They're very yep, hit yep. or miss with us, but... Um, we've seen some awesome things, especially when they go super dark. Like yeah. my favorite iteration of any of the Harley Quinns is when she went super dark and murdered a bunch of children. Hell um, <laughs> you still talk about that. I, st- I love that. It was so good. It was the best. It was awful. That was an awful decision. I remember when that happened. I was like, no way. She just <laughs> next, blew up their little game boys next to the injustice. Harley Quinn, when she's, uh, being very su- supportive of, uh, of uh, Mockingbird, my second favorite iteration of anything she's done is when she murdered a bunch of children in that uh, foil or that lenticular book. What about the l- lesbian version of her and Poison Ivy? That's always I mean, that holds a special place in my heart, but not for the writing. <laughs> they trot that on all the time now too. So yeah. I don't. You never know what you're gonna get. But we get a Jim Lee cover. We get an Art Germ cover. Um, we got again the Ryan Bolin one. One in one hundred. Brian Boland getting the one in one hundred cover. That's and nice. I think it's ugly as I'll get out, but that's all I'm gonna say about that. It's not ugly. That bottom one there with him just holding up the coin like yeah. a whack job is not ugly. That is a garbage cover. Oh no, 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 no. It's not garbage. It's you're telling me you're telling me that's a hundred and twenty dollar cover. No, I don't I'm not sure that the 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 perspective is right, but it's Brian Boland, so I gotta I mean, I like his style, but yeah, you're right. It's not, it's not the best. It's yeah. not the best, but it's not garbage. Definitely correct. not garbage. Correct, correct. But uh, you know, I'd, I'd have flipped the ratios, but that's just me. But we get Harvey Dent scarred by acid and all his glory here. Um, so cannot wait to see what that's. Again, eight dollars, but this is a one shot prestige format, not black label. <laughs> yeah, of course, that would make. Uh, very good internals there on that one. Here we get into the Harley 30th anniversary of it all. Of course, Amanda Conner, Jimmy Palmiotti, Paul Dini, Stephanie Phillips, Stefan Sejic, Sam Humphreys, Kimi Garcia, Rob Williams, Mindy Lee, Terry Dodson, Cesto Calzolini, Raphael Scavoni, all wow. writing on this. That's crazy. And it's a it's a $10. $10, 96 pages. So we are on page six. We've seen three comics. There. We've had a $6, an yep. $8, a $10. $10. So if you want the first three comic books, it's going to send you back almost 30 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they, they're showing plenty of these covers, too, and they are um, 
Variant covers by J. Scott Campbell, Adam Hughes, Art Germ, Lee Bermejo, Jerome Opeña, Bruce Tim, Terry Dodson, Sejic, as well as Connor and Art Germ. Oh, yeah, they're on the next page. Dope. Yeah, they're really nice. I'm looking at them right now. Yeah. Plus some of the in-progress art, which I'm like, I'm looking at the um, art in progress, right? With the, the two pages side by side. Uh-huh. Definitely not done by the same person. So different artists too, right? Yeah, there was a list. I did not read okay. off all the artists, but we've got art by Chad Harden, uh, Gillam March, Riley Rosmo, okay. Sejic, Erica Henderson, Jason Bador, uh, Miko Sazian. I think that's Sejic uh, on the Tim. left. Yeah. Terry Dodson, Rachel Dodson, Dan Hip, and Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah, it's it's looks pretty nice, but yeah. will it be a disjointed story with all those writers and artists? So like an anthology? I don't know. You're, it's your celebrating the 30th. It doesn't sound like they have a theme, so I'm assuming everything is rehashed and nothing is nothing. Yeah, so it's just a bunch of like little one-shotty yeah. jammed in there. So, yeah, if you want to save 10 bucks. Unless you're a super fan. <laughs> Go into your LCS, pick it up, flip through. <laughs> yeah. But it's beautiful art, what we're looking at, if you're an art person. And here we go. People have been asking for it. Tim Drake, Robin number one. Tim Drake, who stars in an all-new, ongoing series here. Our first $4 comic. Megan Fitzmartin is writing, and Riley Rosmo doing the art on this. So we have a regular cover. We have a one year later era variant. We have a Harley 30th anniversary variant. We have the one in 25, one in 50, and one in 100 variant as well. So Tim Drake, um, not really a Robin, but being given another Robin book. I think that I think that not being a Robin went away when Didio went away. Okay, that was okay. a that was a new 52 contrivance that said. Everything happened in a five-year period. The entire history of DC was jammed into a five-year period. Mm -hmm. And it said that um, while Tim Drake was a Titan. Red Robin. He was Red Robin. He was never a Batman's Robin. And that never caught on anyway. Correct. um, No one one really paid attention to that except for me to say, that's dumb. Um, but it does step aside, Damien, the world's favorite Robin, has got this. So That's the dumbest sentence in the history of DC. Is Tim Drake the world's favorite Robin? He is the Diet Coke of Robins. I mean, if you're ranking them. Dick, it, Damien, Red Hood, um, now the him? Yellow Duke. I'll put Duke above Tim you're Drake. You're not putting Duke above. No, put, no, 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 no. There's four. The new chick above Tim no, Drake. Stephanie. No, yeah. no, no, um, no. And then I will put, you know, a, uh, a ham sandwich and then Tim Drake. No, that's terrible. That is terrible. Now, now, if you're looking at the Robins as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles archetypes, he would be the Donatello. However, he sucks. <laughs> now, the, I think he... he it might maybe they're saying because he had such a long running series, maybe that's why they're saying he, he's had a longer running series than well, no, Nightwing had a long running series too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's just dumb. Yes. It's just dumb. Yes. Don't say that. Yes. I don't think that's true. But there are a lot of dumb '90s kids that were born in the era of Tim Drake that that's they consider that their Robin, and they're wrong. 
they it can be their Robin. They can, that can be their Robin. I just don't know if it's the world's favorite Robin. That seems like a stretch. Yes. Dark Crisis number four, continuing its seven-issue run on that one. Some interesting covers there. Mm-hmm. And, of course, another Dark Crisis spinoff. Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League. Wonder Woman number one. Um, Leela Del Duca with a very interesting take on Wonder Woman for the covers. Yeah. What's going on there? The Justice League is dead. Long live the Justice League. So so we shall see. Interesting. Teeny Howard writing that. Is that Megan Fitzmartin again doing this uh, Dark Crisis Young Justice number four? Mm-hmm. Um, who is she and where'd she come from? Yeah. Have you heard of her before this no. issue? Uh-uh. She's had to have written something. I just don't know what it, I must not have read whatever she wrote. Flash still tying in to Dark Crisis as well. She wrote a lot of the Batman Urban Legends stuff. Who did? Megan Fitzmartin. Oh, would you, does it say which which story was hers? Uh, Urban Legends 10, Urban Legends 6, Urban Legends... Okay, 4, 5, 6, 10. Um, Future State Robins, Eternals 1 and 2. Ugh. Yeah. Okay, so she's she's pretty darn new. Yeah. Yeah, she's got about a half a dozen of these creds, and she wrote some of the stuff in Detective 1038 that was just coming out, too. So not a ton but in her DC repertoire, but mm-hmm. something. After that, we're going to go back to Deceased, and we're going to do a War of the Undead Gods with the undead dark side beginning his assault on the galaxy the fate of the planet depend on the yellow lantern core teaming up with a green lantern. Also, what horrors do Big Barda and Mr. Miracle find on New Genesis? Ah, I don't remember who's left alive hmm. after all these deceased. So, yeah, I'm going to have to go wiki this and find out what, <laughs> what I get a refresher. Yeah. But bring, bring me some more deceased world. That's cool. I like that KL Nguyen or NGU new. Uh, I like that cover. It's very. Which one the was Superman that one? Sim- the Superman symbol with blood splatter behind it. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, it's a very good one. It's with the in process art, it's not bad. Superman War World Apocalypse Number One: The Epic Conclusion of the World War Saga. This is Philip Kennedy Johnson, and this looks really dumb. Yeah. So there's a what is going on? There's a World War World. Is that in his book? That I'm yeah, not reading. War World, yeah. Okay. I missed this. I'm okay with that. Right. Oh, the countdown to Action Comics 1050 begins here in Ooh. Action Comics 1047, because when we get to 1050, what does that mean? I don't know. We didn't really care about 1,000 that much, so I'm not sure that we're going to Oh, yeah, we did. Didn't we? Didn't we do like 1,000 covers? And that was like the first one to do all the covers across the... The, the times, decades. the yeah. decades, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, sure. Was that bef- did, didn't action hit 1000 before detective? Correct. But I don't know what we're going to do to celebrate on. I guess 1050 is just a round number. Here we go again. <laughs> again, another version of Hush, and it's free on Batman, Batman Day. Yeah, Batman Day. The first chapter of Hush. Yeah, Batman 608. Flashpoint Beyond number five of its six-issue series. Sergeant Rock versus the Army of Dead, number one, written by Bruce Campbell, Drew. Yeah, I was excited for a second. I was like, oh, Sergeant Rock, Sergeant Rock. And then I'm like, 
Oh wait, they're Bruce Campbell's writing it. Oh, it's going to be a combo with Army of the Dead with zombies. That's not that's not my Sergeant Rock. I'll read it. I mean, who am I kidding? But I'm not, I'm not happy about it. And there is a duffel bag gore variant by Frank Quietly that is polybagged, and we can't even see all the gore. And a Pia Guerra. Ooh, Pia Guerra doing a cover. I love the Frank Cavalli cover that looks like the uh, the war effort poster. Oh yeah, that is very nice. Berlin. Special place in my heart for Sergeant Rock. Oh yeah, for sure. Berlin, 1944, the Nazis are besieged on all fronts by the Allied forces. Defeat is inevitable, but Hitler and his team of evil scientists attempt a last-ditch effort that may turn the tide of the war and rewrite history itself. A serum that resurrects the dead, their dead soldiers, stronger than they were in life, and sends them back on the battlefield. Mm. So Nazi if there's zombies. one thing I dislike more than zombies, it's Nazis. And here we have Nazi zombies, Drew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta hate them. That's right. Art's kind of cool. The Rizzo art's kind of cool. Very, I'm, cool. Uh, Very colorific. Yeah, right. So I'll give You're Bruce back? Campbell a ch- I'll give Bruce Campbell a chance. I did not care for his cameo and uh, his little scene in Doctor Strange. I was kind of disappointed there. So I don't know. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping he redeems himself. Tom King and Greg Smallwood's Eisner nominated series returns with Human Target Book Seven of twelve. Whoa! I wondered what where this where this thing has been it's been a while yeah and ironically enough this is black label <laughs> number seven black label with a dope art germ cover that is a really good art germ cover like all other yep. dark knights of steel tales from the three kingdoms number one our boy tom taylor still writing this and it looks like we have a, a kind of a way back we got the the kid versions of our favorite uh, people who's doing that is that the a cover i believe not Neil final trade dress cover oh okay so we're spinning off the dark knights of steel into a new okay or maybe we're just telling a prequel story or i don't know okay all right whatever i'm down i'm down it's been fun okay drew are you involved in the uh hbo max series batman the audio adventures no i'm not so this um, is based on the award-winning podcast batman the audio adventures right and now that spins off a seven issue comic book miniseries kind of thought it already had so whoops i'm not sure what this is i thought i actually thought there was already a, the podcast comic was already out but i i didn't read it so i may be yeah. Not your whole family's Batwang. We now have Batman Nightwatch number one, the all AG um, Batman Dark Knight Adventures. With Can Drew there. resist a Batman title? Will this be the one? Three dollars. We are holding oh. the line at two ninety nine for a all age book. Trying to get the kiddies to read comics. I like it. I like the effort. Classic Batman suit. Classic Batgirl suit. Classic Robin. World's favorite Robin, Damien. Yeah. <laughs> the Road to the Black Adam movie continues with Black Adam, the Justice Society Files, Adam Smasher, number one. Did you hear The Rock say that they don't have any CGI in their movie? Did you hear I that, that soundbite? I missed I, that. I heard, like... So he's actually made of lightning? Like, 
That's not. Maybe it was like referring to like maybe his muscles or something. No, so he was actually nice flying suit. in between those two F-15s. <laughs> but yeah, I thought he said something like that. I was like, that has to be out of context. That can't be. Speaking of out of context, the boring. Adam Smasher is a $6 book. Okay. Black Adam, the Justice Society files Adam Smasher. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I don't like Justice Society stuff. How about Titans United Blood Pact, number one, by Kevin Scott and Lucas Meyer? Kevin Scott's getting a lot of work. Yeah, the Titans are back, uh, united against a common foe, aren't they? All seems lost when Tim Drake <laughs> do, 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 wakes out of uniform and seemingly out of time. Surely he was just fighting alongside Nightwing, Superboy, Sci-Fire, Beast Boy, Donna Troy. But where is Raven, and what links her to the Fearsome Five? A blood sacrifice is coming that will change the world forever. Okay. So you're a Nightwing guy. Yes. You're Titans guy. Ish. Ish. I'm an old Titans guy, but uh, yes. Yeah. Are you going to give us one a shot? Six Got issues. Starfire. Four bucks a piece. Classic Starfire. Classic Nightwing. Yeah. I'll give her a shot. I like the one in 25 cover. We go all AG Shazam Thundercrack. That was your nickname in high school, right? Heyo. $10 trade paperback. Yeah. Really all AG. And we're getting all oh, lone, lonely cities being collected. I was like, I thought for sure this finished. Could have swore I read the read the last issue of this. <laughs> Thirty bucks. Two hundred really pages. Yeah. Really good. You won't pay that if you get it if you pre order it. So it's definitely worth worth the read. Hardcover collection of Shadow War for Batman. And the poster portfolio of the George Perez collection. 25 bucks, 42 pages, 12 by 16, with all the George Perez poster goodness. Aw, he's probably done quite a few. Mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, 22. All right, the her- the 30th anniversary homage for Harley Quinn is the uh, Dark Knight Returns homage cover. That is awesome. Yeah, that's almost been done as much as the and Spider-Man 300. 300. Yeah. Yeah. I still like it. I know you do. Okay, so here's the answer to the question. Detective Comics 1064, and we're on the road to action 1050, so therefore Detective did reach 1,000. Oh, yeah, it did. We're dumb. Yeah. Rom V doing the writing on Detective. Um, Have I been reading it since Mariko left? I, I think I did. I think I read his first one. Ooh, speaking of action. Yeah. There's a facsimile of the first issue. would be cool. How much would you pay for a exa- facsimile of action? Uh, I guess I'll pay $7. $7. Oof. And uh, now we get into postage stamps. They're not that small. My hey. screen. Batgirl 10, Batman Beyond, Neo Year 6. Anybody been reading this Batgirls? Because I dropped off early. Have I been missing anything? Hit me up. Let me know. Let me know if I've been miss, missing anything on that. Feeling bad. Uh, we got Batman Beyond the White Knight, number five. Batman Fortress, number five. Well, that was the Gary Widow. I like that, too. Mm-hmm. Batman the Knight, just Zdarsky that I like a lot. Urban Legends I've been enjoying portions of. Very cool Black Adam cover. Oh, yeah. Who's doing that art? Urban Rodriguez. 
Wow, that's nice. Yeah. World's Finest hits issue seven with Dan Mora crushing it. Blood Sing, The Kid Not Reading, Catwoman, I Stopped Reading. Uh, we're still doing All Out War with DC vs. Vampires. And we're on issue nine of DC vs. Vampires, which is spinning off one shots. New miniseries. My God, we're milking this suck. Fables 155, a.k.a. 5 of 12. 5, five of 12. Did we know that? Nope, not until we got this far. Um, three pretty darn good, or four pretty darn good Nightwing covers. Uh, the Brady Bunch cover is probably my favorite. <laughs> That's great. Very much like it. Tom Taylor, keep doing your thing. <laughs> That's really great. Mm-hmm. That's like frameable, right? Yeah. Or I, I would rather not have the dog in it, but other than that, I like it. Yeah, the dog is a prominent position, too. Yeah. Your girl, Joelle Jones, doing a variant cover for Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, number four. Yeah, looks like all her other covers. She has a style for sure. She's very um, Frizen-like. Speaking of Frizen, look at that <laughs> Poison Ivy variant mm-hmm. she's doing. Yeah, with her and Sezo Yeah. It's a lot to like there. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay, I was like, is that them together? Frizen? And... No, it's, it's, it's each of them kind of getting one. One gets a regular cardstock, and the other gets the 1 in 25. I don't remember Superman Space Age number two, or number one even, from last month, so I missed... That was, that was uh, Russell, Mark Russell. Uh, you don't remember me complaining about the all-red art, and you telling me to shut up? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, now it's coming back to me. Jurassic League. I dropped that one. Let me know if I'm nice missing anything Alice on that one. Nice on the lake. Sucks you in with a nice bikini-clad girl, and then you notice she's jumping into a pool of earthworms, and it's over. Uh, not not as sexy. No. Not as sexy. Had it, and I lost it. Task Force Z hits number 12. Is that it? This is the final issue of Task Force Z. Mother Shazam that I'm not reading. Oh, uh, Kyle, I'm so disappointed in myself. 90s Drew would be so disappointed in me as well, because I'm... <laughs> My Sandman universe comics yeah. are stacked up. I haven't read the first one yet. I've got like three, four stacked now that's in a row. That's James Tinney. What are you doing? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm behind. That's what I'm doing. But I'm very disappointed in myself. I need to. I need to press through those sometime. I need to carve out some time. Get caught up. Make it happen. Young Justice. You never. You never watch Young Justice, the animated series, right? Not my thing. Yeah. Let me get some more collected editions, including a Grayson, the super spy omnibus, collecting Grayson 1 through 20, Grayson Futures End 1, Secret Origins 8, Grayson Annuals 1 through 3, Robin War 1 and 2, and Nightwing Rebirth 1. Interesting. Was Grayson more than 20 issues? I don't believe it was. So it was 20 issues? And there's a big Nightwing guy. Holy crap, it's 100 bucks. Well, not really. If you want it now, if you really want it, you won't, you want to pay that. Honestly, if I had it, I wouldn't reread it because not none of them were that good. Oh, you didn't like Grayson, huh? I, I, mean, was, I, I enjoyed it. He's a spy, spiral. Where's his mind? Is he right? Is he not? Meh, it was okay. Well, I I read every issue, enjoyed it. I did too. I don't know that I would reread every issue. That's true. That's true. Especially since Tim Drake is my favorite Robin. Everybody's the world's favorite Robin. And that, I believe, is it. Yeah. Don't forget, Super Pets comes out July 29th. The League of Super Pets. 
I've already forgotten. <laughs> Don't forget, I said. <laughs> Do not forget. Hey, it's the good folks at Comics for Fun and Profit reminding you that nobody Patreons like we Patreon. So join us at C4FAP and go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and sign up at a level of your choosing. There's various tiers with various goodies for you. Somebody, Something that everyone gets at any level is you get to be a part of our Slack channel community. And you get early and ad-free access to all our episodes. But wait, there's more. So go over to Patreon slash Comics Fun Profit and check out all we have to offer. We urge you, sign up today. All right, Kyle, all right. it's time for Cover Price's Top 20. Yeah, we like to look at some of the things going on on the secondary market. We head on over and look at cover price with the top 20 books um, that are moving on the secondary market that people are hot for. I'm going to go over the top 10. I'm going to start with rank 10 with 1964's Avengers number 9. Big Marvel news dropped this week in the shape of a Wonder Man series rumored to be under development at Disney+. Plus. Of course, with that news, the first appearance and origin of Wonder Man have shot up into the top 10 list. This series is set to be produced by Shang-Chi's Destin Daniel Cretton and written by Andrew Guest. While additional information is limited, the news has stopped, hasn't stopped people from jumping onto the Wonder Woman spec. We tracked 25 sold and a high sale of $1,900 for CGC 8.0. At rank 9, we have the Incredible Hulk 449 from 1997. Deadline recently announced the Thunderbolts. This one's been on here for a few weeks now. $750 for CGC 9.8, 42 copies moving on the secondary market. The Boys, number seven at rank eight, Stormfront had a deadly debut on The Boys Season 2. The debut of The Legend was a little less catastrophic. The Legend debuted in the latest episode of The Boys Season 3, initially created as a parody of Stan Lee, Paul Reiser brought the character to life when the boys contacted him on the hunt for a new soup in this series. It is unclear whether the legend will return in the series. However, his recent debut has brought his book back to life, tracking 27 copies in CGC 9.8 going for 150 bucks. Kyle's pick of the week, Grimm, number one, the third print. Grimm has returned to the top ten, this time in the form of the third print. With the first and second print selling out, it was only a matter of time before the third print hit the same level of popularity. Although print runs for this books are currently unavailable, the market is seeing the same trends as was seen for the second print. Within a week of its release, the third print has already seen a high sale of $37 raw, tracking 44 on the secondary market. At yeah, rank, I got excited about this one, too. I read it. It, really, it was really good. Hey, can be done. Check, check that out. At rank six, we have Spawn 38 from 1995. After years of rumors and hints, McFarlane Films has announced they will be developing an adult animated series with Whip, titled Raw 10. This series is set to focus on cyber-enhanced animal characters like Frenzy, Battlesnake, and Cygor. Cygor's first debuted in Spawn 38. However, Raw 10 is stated to be separate from the Spawn universe. Nevertheless, this book has still seen a massive spike in popularity, tracking 70 comics sold, uh, $278 for CGC 9.8. At rank 5, we have the spectacular Spider-Man... Number 97 from 1984. 
The spot was once known as a throwaway joke villain, and he had associated himself with criminals like the Gibbon, Grizzly, and Kangaroo. He then became a villain for hire, hired out by the villains like Tombstone, Mr. Negative, and the mob boss, Sal Donoretti. However, it seems his days of obscurity are over, and the spot has been highlighted as one of the main antagonists in the new Across the Spider-Verse. Due to the recent released image, all the spot books have increased in popularity and value. This particular book is the first appearance of Jonathan Own, who later debuts as the spot in Spectacular Spider-Man 98. We tracked 55 copies and a high sale of $180 for CGC 9.8. The spot, Drew. Did you see that one coming? No, I did not see that coming. No. Yeah. At number four, we have Wonder Man, number one from 1986. Uh, Amongst all the Wonder Man spec, another Wonder Man first issue. This one from 1986 makes it in the top ten. The first Wonder Man solo one-shot sold 49 copies, $34 for a raw copy. And now we have more spec on the spot. At rank three, the spectacular Spider-Man 99 from 1985. The spot returns. This book is the villain's second appearance and first cover appearance and probably the most iconic cover in a short list of his cover appearances. 51 sold on the secondary market, $269 for a CGC 9.8. And rounding out the spectacular Spider-Man 97 and 99, we have spectacular Spider-Man 98. While 97 is the first appearance of Jonathan Owen, this book, which is 98, marks the first appearance of The Spot. CGC 9.8, $775. And at rank number one, Wonder Man number one from 1991, another rumor has been floating around that the Wonder Man series. This rumor is about the plot of the series. According to verified sources, comicbook.com reports that the Wonder Man series could be a satire set in Hollywood. While this is not confirmed, the rumor has increased interest in the first ongoing Wonder Man series, which primarily takes place in Hollywood. 97 copies of this book wow. in the secondary market. 180 bucks for CGC 9.8. I don't. I guess. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not. I'm not excited. Unless they're moving towards West Coast Avengers, I'm not really excited about this. There's so many other people they could be. They could be doing. You love you some West Coast. I do. I do. At rank 11, we have Thunderbolts number one from 1997. 17 additional copies sold with a high sale of $235 for a CGC 9.8. And a fair market value of 32 bucks because the Thunderbolts are coming to the MCU. At rank 12, we have the Fortnite X Marvel Zero War number one, the Laniel Francis U regular version, um, continues to sell well. 39 additional copies sold with a high sale of 25 bucks for a raw copy, but the fair market value is is still 20 bucks. Got to get that code. At rank 13, we have Ultimate Fallout number four. Uh, First, Miles um, Morales continues to sell. We had 28 additional copies sold. Um, A high sale of $28.51 for a CGC 9.8 and a raw fair market value of $680. At rank 14, we have the Spectacular Spider-Man number 94. From 1984, the uh, first look from Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse official Twitter account that the Spot would be a villain in the upcoming movie. Books related to his origins have shot up, along with Spot key issues 
Dr. Jonathan Owen's first cameo appearance is being grabbed up quickly and collectors have resorted to the next best thing. This book is his first cameo appearance of Dr. Own, not Spot. Um, so this sold 23 copies, had a high sale of 20 bucks for a raw. And a fair you love, a good, value love a good cameo. Do I? Uh, another Fortnite X Marvel comes in at rank 15. This is the Ron Lim version of Zero War. Um, so this one sold another 18 copies. And a high sale of 19 bucks for a raw copy with fair market value of 16 bucks. At rank 16, The Amazing Spider-Man number three. This one in 100 variant from artist Hikaru Usugi um, is picking up speed uh, as the fans scoop up this signature cover featuring Sakura Spider. Sold 19 copies, high sale of $202. And fifty cents for a raw copy with for a raw copy uh, with a fair market value of around one hundred ninety seven. So dang, that's pretty good. Uh, Grim number one, the regular old cover sold eighteen copies, had a high sale of twenty bucks for a raw with a fair market value of eighteen dollars. At rank eighteen, we had another Grim. This is the second print uh, we talked about. This has a high sale of hundred dollars for a CGC nine eight. With a raw fair market value of 28 bucks. At rank 19, we have Thor God of Thunder number two. This is the uh, Gore's, the God Butcher's first appearance. 23 additional copies sold. High sale of $400 for a CGC 9.8 and a fair market value of 120. And coming in at rounding out our top 20, Spider Man number one, uh, the Todd McFarlane book from. 1990 that sold a millions and millions and millions of copies. <laughs> um, it's people are still picking it up. They bought 17 copies, a uh, high sale of 129 for CGC 9.8, and high highs of 20 bucks for Rawls with the fair market value of around 15, or just you know a dollar book, dollar bin. <clears throat> then they're giving us a, a couple of little bonus picks here for next week. Okay, what's that about? Look, look for Clandestine, number one, and Marvel Comics Presents, number 128, or 158, to possibly appear next week, as there was a mention on the Miss Marvel TV show about the powers of the band coming from Clandestine. Oh, okay. Okay, where her powers come from. I got that. That's cool. All right, now it's time to look at the old FOC. Yeah, we've looked at what's going on in the secondary market. What is popping off? Let's look at the next big thing we got to add to our order so we don't have to chase these things on said secondary market. Uh, we get a wonderfully curated list from our good friends at Deep Discount Comics where we do our order, and they say, hey, man, you want to add anything? And they just tempt us and hold it above our head. And, of course, every single week, Drew and I say, yeah, let's add some stuff because that's the kind of people we are. Let's start with our DC books coming out from Lunar, who, now that we don't have any holidays, actually has options for us for the FOC. And let's see what we got. That's a pretty action Comics 1045 by Lucia Parillo. I like it very much. Lucia Parillo. Plenty of cool Aquaman. Artemis wanted doing doing its thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, per se. Um, <laughs> oh, it's some kind of Amazon thing. Yeah. Batman Fortress looks pretty good. Like, like the one with him in front of the guy with his feet up. Yeah, the Derek Robertson cover. Very nice. 
the jock square bound black label looks really good another zatanna on the cover of batman the night number seven the cover b the ricardo hariki oh like that black adam 2 cover a by Irvin rodriguez white knight presents red hood one of two that should be good mm-hmm you, you, you mentioned that uh, Irvin Rodriguez, Black Adam. Yeah, it caught my eye. Yeah, it's pretty great. What's the concept Woman. behind Blink? Blink is a Oni Press book. Yeah. Ren Booker was three when she was found catatonic and covered in blood on the streets of New York. Since that day, she's been haunted by a childhood she can't remember. After decades of searching, Ren stumbled upon a cryptic website streaming multiple CCT feeds from strange room in a Mm. ruined building, and something clicks, setting off hidden memories that lead her back to a place she's been a lifelong of nightmares. Very cool. You were talking about um, Catwoman's before I interrupted you. Which one was it? Covers. I love the Sosa Bianchi at 125. Frizzness. That's Michelle Pfeiffer, right? I Yes, that is based on the, the Michelle Pfeiffer. That looks so good. I think there's going to be some interest in that DC mech cover. If you like mechs. Blah. The Dan Mora B, cover B is really, really good. So that could have a tail to it. Yeah. I mean, and of course, you've got your high-end ratios. And Dan Mora is also doing the 1 in 50, and it's really good. So the cover of DC versus Vampires All Out War number one, um, we got Superman and Wonder Woman and Flash, all vampires. I mean, yeah, the, you're done, right? The cover, we, yeah. we lost. We, there's no beating those guys. Correct. So why we, we we don't even read it? Just put the gun in your mouth. It's all. Yeah, over. It's over. Was that Joker as a vampire too? Oh, that's a nice cover. Detective Comics ten sixty two. Would you consider that a Stranger Things font on the cover of that? I would, actually. Yeah. Very nice. Or is nice. that just my, uh, my, my lizard brain? I think that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Lee Bermehu doing what he does. That Inhyuk Lee uh, playbill is a neat poster, too. Or is a neat one. I like that, yeah. It's 125. But 125, so Drew won't let me talk about it. You can talk about it. You can't pick it. It's pretty simple. It's a pretty simple rule. <laughs> Lots of Harley. Derek Chu. Love it. More Nightwing. Nightwing and Batgirl getting crazy. Yeah, we saw even that's still going on in uh, the solicit we're getting into. So Yeah. Tom Taylor getting a, a little bit of the romance with it, but I actually kind of like their dynamic quite a bit. Oh, for sure. Everybody's rooting for that. Mm-mm. Unless you're dead inside. Dead inside. Uh, what's going on with that Robin 16 cover C? <laughs> it's like a pop art look to it. Very old, old school. So it's a takeoff of the Batman 66. Oh, this yeah. Is Robin 66. I gotcha. There's that first Superman space age that we have differing it. opinions on. I'm more interested than you are. Okay, cool. That might be all I have in from Lunar. DC just straight up shoveling us all kinds of different stuff because mm-hmm. they took last week off. So. Yeah, when they take a week off, they come back with a vengeance, don't they? Yeah. So some very good stuff there. I'm thinking about that Nightwing tweet. Nightwing. Yeah. Let's head in to see what Image has for us. Bloodstained Teeth. That's been really good. Did you read the first Do a Powerbomb? No. 
You talked out? about it. Uh, I assume if we're FOCing, actually, if we're FOCing this one, it probably comes out this week. Ice Cream oh, Man. Come on, Ice Cream Man cover B. <laughs> is, that, is that freaking you out? Yes. It's so Indiana Jones you've chose poorly. Oh, yeah, it is. That's probably exactly what that is. Yeah. Love the cover of Image 30th, number four. What's that going for? And just classic font homage stuff. I like it. Yeah. Lots of profit love. Number ones. Tons of number ones. Talked about Rogue's Gallery before. Hannah Rose May on this one. Um, she makes her comic debut. The Purge meets Scream in a home invasion thriller that follows disenfranchised TV superhero actress Maisie Wade as she is terrorized but an, by an unhinged group of intruders cosplaying her day job's arch villains. So that's awesome. Yeah. Silver Coin 12. I'm not sure how long this series is going on, but uh, we have Nazi zombies in this as well. After school, I read the first one. I liked it. Um, guess it's going to be like a different. It's going to be an anthology, so it's not going to be a continuation of the story I read before. Okay. So I'm kind of torn on it, but I mean, I guess that's kind of cool. You get to come in, get it, get a concept, get in, get out, and then maybe circle back to them at a different time. Which was kind of like Silvercoin was doing, and I lost interest in that. So I'm hoping I, after school, st- I stick with that a little bit. Anything else in Image Suit? Uh, the Rivera cover C of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that. That's nope. Creeping. That creeps That's me out a bit. Father Weird. That takes us down into Boom Studios, where we have the Once and Future, cri- future Grail Pack number one, sold as a bundle for $40. And it is one through six of the series with special Dan Mora uh, covers. Kyle, should we stop on the um, Grim Train? We got a fourth printing. Nope. Grab it up. No reason not to. <laughs> of course, still gonna, we're going to do it again? Yes. Gonna hit, got it, what, isn't the third printing at 28 bucks? Yes. So I guess you keep going, right? Yes, of course. Uh, second Dark issue. Yeah, second issue of Lonesome Hunters, um, which was a previous pick, is in here from Dark Horse. The Orville Library Edition. Oh, man, that series is back with a vengeance. We've got four episodes so far, and they've been really, really good. Couldn't make it through season two. Couldn't get through there, huh? No. Oh, man. Oh, The only character I liked was leaving, so I said heck with it. Which one was that? The the little girl that played the... uh, bodyguard oh yeah the new new guard's fine yeah you forget about her transformers best of the rarities a must read transform for transformers fans that's me curated by james roberts the best of the rarities includes some of the greatest hard to find transformer stories from the series almost 400 years and over 1500 issues this collection includes never before reprinted material from the u.s and even the uk and has a very retro uh, shockwave tape recorder on the front. Oh, wait a minute. There are 1,500 issues of Transformers comics? Yes. Counting the IDWs, the original Marvel runs, reprints, I'm assuming. There's no way. How, why have we not done anything about this? Why have we not celebrated this more? That's That seems that's that's amazing. Yes, very much so. They must, they must be like going crazy over in Europe or something. To get to that number. Ooh, Ant-Man number one launches. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, there's so many Transformers books. The original Marvel UK run from 1984 to 1991 is 372 issues long. Um, the, Mar- the regular Marvel run is 118 issues long. The fifth volume from 2019 through the present is 163 issues long. So there are banana sandwich amounts of Transformers. Yeah. Not to think about every every little spinoff. Every little three issue, five issue, ten issue. Yeah, there's a ton of Transformers. They got to be throwing the European stuff in there, though. They to literally get to, told to get us to that fit during the solicit. Right, but it's got to be even more than what we we've, we've got yeah. to get to fifteen hundred. Because you're not even you're not even going to get to a thousand with. Well, maybe you are. I don't know. I I don't do math well. <laughs> so Ant Man and um. That is Ewing. a very cool Scotty Young cover. <laughs> I love that. Oh, with the burger. Yeah. Very nice. Janice Fell, Captain Marvel. I don't understand what we're doing there. Okay, and this Ant this Ant Man book is the old Hank Pym book. Okay. Oh, okay. Another issue of Variants. I'm excited. We're gonna do a Wild Cards. I forgot what that was again. Paul Cornell. That's ah, George R. R. Martin's superhero series. No interest. It's a very cool Kit Fista uh, cover of Obi Wan Three. The oh. Like that. It's very neat. Do you know your boy Moonlight is in Strange Number Four? No, it's cool. Reintroducing right over that. the the Dark Moon Knight Shadow Knight. Oh, so it's not really. You're not interested in Shadow Knight? No. Okay. I mean, I don't dislike him. Not interested. We talked about this during the select uh, Wild Cards Number One. Did you talk about that yet? Yeah, I did. I said it's um, George R. R. Martin, and I'm not interested. I mean, it could be good. It could be, but I gotta. I mean, I gotta pick my battles, man. It's true. Like I gotta save the money for this Mad Balls versus Garbage Pail Kids. Hey, one. there you go. I'm serious, man. This is this is hitting some nostalgia buttons mm-hmm. for, for some eighties. <laughs> <For> some people, <laughs> late eighties, early nineties kids. Yeah, mid mid eighties, I'd say. And I don't know. I think it's. I think that. I think this might pop. Garbage Pill Kids is pretty cool. There are two blank covers. There is an FOC exclusive puke green blank cover. What do you what that's the one to get. So you're gonna get a sketch of a mad ball, maybe? Heck yeah. Okay. I like it. Just hand it to somebody at a convention, just be like, draw something disgusting for me. <laughs> yeah. It'll fit. It'll fit the yes. most. What did we say Blink was again? Uh, the girl that gets her ma- starts getting her memories back from when she was abused as a kid. Okay. Because she finds a closed caption video. That's right. Crucified Exorcisms, number one, from Scout Comics. Collected some cool hardcovers. Laura and Other Stories by Gillam March. I get my fourth issue of Joneses, number four of five. I didn't realize that was only a five issue, but that's cool. Life Zero is at six. That's been a good series. I enjoyed that. Little Red Ronin. From Source Point. <laughs> They're doing a TMNT homage. So Black Box Comics is doing Ninja Caden. Okay. Instead of Ninja Gaiden. Which was a video game. Correct. Was that Ninja Gaiden? Sure. Mm-hmm. Fourth issue of Oceans Will Take Us. That's been fun. I've enjoyed that one. Horizon Zero Dawn coloring book. That's cool. I like the Clockwork Orange homage from Red Man number two. I don't even 
Which one is that? Red Man, number two. Which one's the homage? The one that literally says cover C, Clockwork Orange homage. Oh, Clockwork. And that is one I would have understood the homage without it saying it, but I do appreciate them telling us the homage because there are so many of these dumb things that I look at and I don't know what they're homaging, but I know they're homaging something. Oh, man, that's that's tough to pull off. I would have not guessed that. No way. (laughs) You would have guessed that. Yes. Drew, I'm going to ask you to pick out a pick of the week here for the foc Mm. let me go first sure if you want to i'm going with rogues gallery number one and i'm going with the cover b to lalote cover i think that sounds like a very cool premise um i'm looking for awesome things from image and i'm giving miss hannah rose may and mr justin mason um with the help of declan shalvey I'm putting my love behind them and saying, wow me. Well, then I'm going to go with Superman Space Age, number one. And I'm going to go with cover A. Give me some Mark Russell. Give you Mark Russell. Drew, you know what else I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. And I'm going to give you 10 books that are really firing on the secondary market. And I'm going to start with number one. Oh, Wow. What if Miles Morales number four is already up to $25? Controversy always sells. No different here. I'm not going into the controversy. You're internet savvy. You can Google it yourself. The question is, did Marvel's editors, whoever it is now, know this would be controversial? Or did you just okay it because it was? No, I did not. I will Google it. I don't know what it is either. So I missed this entirely. Yeah. In authentic writing, <laughs> Miles Thoralis. In authentic writing, mean? Uh, I just phoned it in. <laughs> in in authenticity. I'm gonna donate. What's what did he do? Quickly proved to be posted. They view as racist and harmful depictions of the black community. Uh, I, I honestly, I assumed that's what it was. <laughs> oh, of all the five realms, Asgard is my hood. Hammer time. He then he preaches from Olnir and says, "Hammer time." Oh my goodness, that's <laughs> awesome. Marvel thought this was acceptable because Miles has mostly been handled by non-black people, so they have no clue. Ouch. The writer is Yehudi uh, Mercado. Hmm. Interesting. All right. um, go out and grab it because controversy sells. Marvel Comics Presents number 158 is already over $50. Clandestine's first appearance. It's crazy how many of these MCP books the Marvel Comics Presents yeah. have popped up over the past couple of years. Anyways, at this point, it appears that if it is a first appearance, it could happen. Buy anything and buy everything. <laughs> I, could, I would have never ever guessed in a million years this character would pop yeah midnight western theater number one the john gallagher limited to 300 variant i can think of worse things than a female on a skeleton horse in a lightning storm in the utah nevada dow desert but this book's going for 80 dollars wow I remember this big uh this book when uh, awa first brought it out hotel hell or you know I don't know how it's just hotel with two L's, but you know, I see you see what they're going where. Right, right, right. You're reading it. 
It was less than five bucks. Now it's over twenty. Yay, more indie options. Not the investment you want, even though we really enjoyed this book. Yeah, it was good. Wonder Man number one from nineteen ninety one. Uh, nine point eight going for over one hundred and sixty dollars anymore. The nineties are crushing it. Hero Gasm number one by Garth Ennis over forty dollars. We knew it was coming. Was it what you expected? Is the boys only is the boys only able to go downhill from here? I'm not. I haven't watched the new season of The Boys. Um, oh yeah, you haven't seen any of the crazy? No, I heard it was it was nuts. I gotta get yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, at rank seven, Catwoman number forty-four, the Sozo Bianchia, continue to do well. This one in twenty-five is already a ninety-dollar book. Um, they yeah, this is like the tenth one, so who knows? Yeah. Hulk versus Thor, Banner War Alpha number one, second print, one in twenty-five. That's a lot of different things. Yeah. Over $70. <sighs> Arag 9, Black Adam, number one, the one in 100 foil variant that just came out. 125 to $140. Perio, what are your thoughts? Very dark cover, and then they foiled it. If anyone has seen or owns this cover, does the foil look not horrible? Who knows? Venomized number five, the Pablo Sandoval one in twenty-five variant. What makes this comic so amazing? The description, blah blah blah. And honorable mention, Miles Morales Spider-Man number two, the Sana Takeda one in twenty-five variant is already going for over two hundred twenty-five dollars for a raw. Such a cool cover and a Lee tribute as well. And Lee tribute, yep, on the banner on the top. And the other one for honorable mention, we have Silver Streak Comics number seven, written by Jack Cole. This is an old ten center, CGC 7.0, going for twenty thousand dollars. Jack Cole at his best, and the first GA Daredevil cover, Golden Age. Yeah, this sold for four times with the highest price ever realized, a C, which was a CGC 8.0 in in 2017. Amazing. All right, Drew. Now we get into our sneak peek at next week. The books that are coming out in your local comic book shops this coming Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, Drew and I will peruse through what's coming out and tell you what we think the next hot book will be. And we will start with our lunar distributed books that will be out on Tuesday. I'm looking forward to reading this Batman Fortress, the second issue. Mm -hmm. I like that first one. And I want to check out that new DC versus Vampires Killers launch. That looks pretty good. And you want to put that Aquaman 5 cover D cover on your wall. Probably not. <clears throat> Batman Catwoman number 12 of 12. The end of Tom King's run with a dope little cover here. Five bucks. Big old gatefold wedding cover. Where are we at? The 28th, I am on the second page. Oh, my goodness. It's it's finally here. Yes. What we've all been waiting for. Yeah. About freaking time. <laughs> Will anybody care? It's taken so long. I mean, it had to be a year and a half pushing two years, right? Well, 12 issues coming out monthly would be a year regardless. Add a couple little blips in there, and yes. Blips, he says. Blips. What would you consider uh, them? Delays. Okay. Delays. Homage cover on DC versus Vampires Killers number one. The B cover there. 
know what mindset is. It's a Zach Kaplan book from Vault. Yeah, it's wicked looking. I love that cover B. Yeah, when an introverted tech geek accidentally discovers mind control, he and his friends do something uninspected. Un- unexpected. They put the science into an app to help users break their technology. But as their mindset app achieves a dangerous cult following, lies, conspiracies, and murder come to life. Are they helping people or controlling them? You have eight covers going all the way ratio to one in 100 on this vault book. So people like cool. Zach Kaplan, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we've talked a few times about this past the last mountain book. Um, from our, our good friends at CEX Comics Comics Experience. Experience. Yeah. Um, the cover B is the the Keep Calm and Kill Humans uh, Goblin cover. I think that is very cool. Wannabe's number one is uh, part of the Scoot imprint of Scout, and I like the uh, I like the look of it. Very clean. Might be um, more of a YA title. Very cool covers. And I actually. Uh, these Rob, this Robin's 15 has some very good covers. I like the Pride Month cover, and I really like the uh, just the regular cover A with the family portrait yeah. cover as well. Yeah, they're good too. All right, let's head on over to Image. Ghost Cage with its final issue, three of three. Ah, uh, Image 30th anniversary has my good friend on the front cover, and I can't wait. I love Rumble so much. The problem with picking FOCs is they inevitably, in a couple of weeks, show up on the sneak, and you can't pick them again. Correct. So but I often I have, do because I cannot remember. I have a lot public of domain new. number one from Chip Zdarsky, which yeah. I picked as FOC. I can't pick again, or this would be my slam dunk. There you go. A lot of nipple on the cover of Sins of the Black Flamingo number one. Oh. And a oh. Yes. Male nipple. Occult Noir meets Miami Sleeve. Be gay, do crime. Hard pass. <laughs> Berserker covers with bullet holes in it are pretty cool. But I think the uh, Berserker has worn off quite a bit. How accessible do you think the Buffy 97 would be to someone who's never watched an episode of Buffy? Not good. <laughs> Not a good choice. No. Do not pick that up then. Okay. Negative Ghost Rider. Oh, well, Power Rangers Unlimited Countdown ruined number one to someone who's never watched that episode of Power Rangers. I have moved on from all things. <laughs> However, Buffy 97, cover E, the Scream homage. Very cool. Buffy number seven, cover B, the uh, Breakfast Club homage. Very cool. Yeah. At eight bucks. Not that cool, however. Yeah. Cool. Cool. It's not that cool. Yeah. We're getting another Canto. And if history teaches us anything, Canto Tales of the Untamed World number one will do well and will spike on the secondary market because (laughs) all the other Cantos. Because I said, after the first one, I said, what's this Canto? And then the second one came out, well, can't do it again. And then it did. And then I said... And the third one talking about, well, now it's old hat and it's not going to spike in it yeah. again. So this is like the fourth time. So I'm guessing this will probably do well. There you go. Um, our deal of the week, which we don't always do, but I'm, I'm making it a segment, okay. is IDW Publishing's TMNT, The Last Rone in hardcover. Um, they're, they were in the big format. So they came out at 10 bucks a piece when they came out. 
This puts all five of them together in a hardcover for 30 bucks. Um, you know, if hopefully you ordered ahead of time for an even better deal, you cannot beat that. And it, they're beautiful covers and beautiful stuff. It will look awesome in a hardcover. So, well, that story is well worth that money. Did you read all of those? Or Michelangelo, the only one left. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever picked a hardcover sneak peek of the week. So stay tuned. I picked it as my value of the week. I oh, that's new. Gave it its own category. That's true. I'll, I'll throw that up. It's it's automatic then. Second that's print, like, Senkevich cover of Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood, number one. So good. All the way down to Moon Knight, where are we at? We're in Marvel. Oh, I mean, we just blew through like the first 20 letters of the alphabet. In what world are you going to spend more time in IDW than Kanto? No, you, well, you're in Marvel, but you're in the M's. That's what I'm okay, saying. T- tell me what I missed. You want to talk about Iron Cat some? I I just I was just checking to make sure I didn't miss anything because there's right. lots of you stuff. Wanna, in you want to tell me about uh, uh, Iron Man Hellcat Annual? I might. That or, actually, uh, Iron Cat actually does look kind of that Iron Cat Momoko looks kind of good. Or uh, perhaps Marvel Voices Pride number one, the uh, reader variant. Okay, let's go to Moon Knight. And then we have a really nice Sienkiewicz second print of Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood. What did they change? Like the shading? Was it a a red background on the previous one? Eh, I'm not sure now. Now I can't. Very good looking cover. Bonus digital edition. Oh, those come with codes again? Very cool. As my variants, which I picked the Scotty Young, I believe, for the FOC round. Christos Gage writing Mech Strike Monster Hunters number one. I like the Yoon variant on that, but an odd Marvel book there. Just them dinking around with mechs. Yeah. Nothing. Russell Dodderman with a very cool She-Hulk 4 cover. Love the Vader Choose Your Destiny variant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. a good one. Um, I've stopped reading Vader lately. I might have to jump back in, but who knows? Oh, wow. Yeah. Crystal Planet, I just don't like the look of it. I hate the font. Mm. Sometimes fonts just, they, they just stop me. Something to be said for a, for a lettering. Yep. I'm down into the smaller already. Yeah, me too. Uh, hit me number four. Those first three have been great, so I'm excited about that. Another comic experience this time it's um honcho one honcho jeff mcquellen jeff mccombsy um on art as well 15 years after world war three captain donald stanley returns to america on a mission to reunite a fractured nation and play baseball interesting yeah that might be it well, there's Oblivion Trials. Who's that? Source Point. Brandon Chen. What mystery lies on the other side of afterlife? After his own abrupt death, a young boy finds himself whisked to an ethereal world, ethereal world, into the boat of Karan, a deity that presents him with a choice that will decide his eternal fate. What was that one? That was Oblivion Trials. From Sword Point Press. Um, lots of red men to choose from. I really like the cover D. Like an old black and white console TV. This is Matt Frank doing the writing and the art. Um, 
This is something about Ultraman, though, like a spinoff of Ultraman, so probably out. Anything else? I was looking at Takedown, but I don't think that's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm done. All right, Drew, this is the point of the podcast where I ask for your pick of the week. What's the one pick that you think is going to have a little bit of value or that we need to make sure we snag up when we go to our LCS this week? <sighs> I had a bunch. I had a bunch locked and loaded. But you know what? I think I'm going to go back to something you called out way back in the lunar section. Um, I'm going to go with the final wrap around cover issue for Batman Catwoman. Very good. All those years. Here it is. Maybe there'll be something fun in there. Take a stab <laughs> at it. What harm can be done here? Yes. Yeah, some neat Star Wars books. Some neat this, that, and the other. There's a hardcover column name. Hmm. There's a few different options here. Um, I really want to pick that Image 30th Anniversary Anthology because of my Rumble stuff in it, but there's... Not a lot of people other than me that are big into the rumble. Um, I'm going to take a flyer on Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood, number one. I, I like the second print of that. And maybe one of those very sought-after, not a lot of second prints there. All right. Something a little more off the wall. But a lot of really good books this week. Very good books this week. Well worth going to your local comic book shops. Well, we thank you so much for tagging along with Drew and myself as we peruse what's going on in this week in comics from the things spiked on the internet to the things that we need to make sure we are ordering. More of this can be found, of course, on our Patreon page. Go to Patreon, search, search Comic for Fun and Profit. Um, get access to our Slack channels where you can be part of the conversations um, as to what else we're finding it that we think is going to be the next big thing or what we have a lot of peaked interest or some more fun in what we're reading. Uh, get ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and all the goodness there as well. So we thank you so much for Drew and for myself. So you Our LCS is Cowabunga Comics out of Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, and their mail-order company, Deep Discount Comics. Um, and we went there, and, and we were actually invoice number 0001. We, are the, we were the very first, <laughs> their very first customer. Um, which was kind of cool. They've been nothing short of fantastic. Customer service-wise, discounts, they were very close, if not the same or better than DCBS on a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. Over and above, uh, customer service-wise, always taking care of us, going the extra mile. So responsive, getting instantaneous uh, responses back to uh, questions about things. To the point where knowing the stuff you like and anticipating your needs and having it suggested that you might want to add this to your order already uh, before you even have to think about about it. That's kind of cool. Really quality experience. So we we love working with Cowabunga and Deep Discount. And that's why they're in our show notes every single episode and have been for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of episodes mm-hmm. that we leave them there because we like them. They're cool, good people. That's why they're in there. By God, they'd tell you to, if you've got a local comic book shop that you love, stay with them because every, everybody needs to support their local comic shops. But if you're looking, check them out. You can check them out in, in the show notes. There's plenty of ways to get a hold of them. Either get on their list, 
just so you can check and see what kind of FOC and pre-order stuff they have and the discounts, and they'll send it to you um, each month, get you on that email list. And you can check out their shop because they have a great shop of exclusive Cowabunga mm-hmm. variants, amazing stuff. Yes, they've always been there for us, and we take them for granted. So there you go. Now you, now you know. <laughs>